Welcome. This is The Collective View. I'm Jane, a clinical nurse specialist. And I'm Mary, a mental health counselor. Join us as we cover a variety of topics on total health and wellness. Welcome to The Collective View. Hey, welcome everyone. Thanks for joining us. This is The Collective View. So today, what we are going to discuss is um, those unexpected events that occur that really they, they can either be joyous or they can be grievous at times, but what does it do to us, our bodies physically and mentally? Yes. So those responses, they are such, they're unique. Everyone has a different response. I think that one of the main things we're really going to try to get out on this talk today, Jane, is really teaching people how to work on that response system and release a little bit of the desire to control things that are unexpected because we know everything that's going on in the world right now, it's been so, so much has happened. Yes. Um, you know, and what we have said, because we are also on Instagram, if you don't follow us, um, we've had a couple of discussions there in regards. It's a lot for us to cover everything in the world, you know, natural earth uh, events with weather that happen, um, whether um, and also just major traumas and things that we see on the news. Of course, the pandemic being ongoing, quite honestly, um, it really has taken, um, you know, now the pandemic isn't unexpected. Perhaps it's unexpected for the length that it has been going. But when it started, everyone's reaction was, what in the world, this sudden event? And it was startling to us and (laughs) our reactions. (laughs) And what's very tied to unexpected as well, Jane, is unexpected also comes with working towards that process of acceptance. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as you mentioned, the pandemic, we know that, yes, the we are all over the pandemic, but the pandemic is not Not over. over. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yes, there's an there was a certainly an unexpected, uh, huge, um, Mm. my goodness, I don't even know what to call it. I mean, it just blindsided blindsided all of us. But we we have been working, I think, uh, very hard throughout the year. Many people have really had to take a moment and a pause to think about how how are they manage these man, how do you manage these situations mm-hmm. um, in terms of from from a physical standpoint Jane what are some of the physiological things that one goes through when with any unexpected event it can be from the smallest to the biggest mm-hmm. so there's this great system that we have called the fight and flight and it involves our sympathetic syst- uh, nervous system and our parasympathetic nervous system and typically when somebody does have these um, unexpected events or traumas, perhaps, um, that fight or flight kicks in. Okay. So classically, what happens is you have this release of this corticosteroid hormone that's in you. So what's going to happen is your blood pressure is going to go up. Your heart rate is going to go up. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of bl- blood flow that changes and alters things. Um, it really goes into that ultra fight mode for you. Uh, pupils will become constricted. Um mm-hmm versus dilated so which allows you then to almost focus a little bit more so um so things like that are very normal um responses and certainly there is a healthy amount of it that can be be had within our bodies but when it is sustained over time that is truly what starts to become concerning and um so if somebody has this continued trauma constantly. Um, Maybe uh, people also who are in fields such as EMS or the police forces, you know, if they keep running into situations where they have this happening, there's certainly great concern. If they don't know how to deal with it, those long-term effects of high blood pressure that comes along with them, Um, you know, problems that they may have with their digestive tract Mm -hmm. afterwards too. Um, So lots of different things, but that is typically high levels of inflammation is what happens when we start going into 
sustained, extended long term of our um, fight or flight system. Right. And as far as everything we've spoken about, we know that mental health and physical health is total health. Mm -hmm. So looking also at the mental health component of what happens when we are in an unexpected situation is, as you mentioned, we typically will go into almost those automatic responses as well. Our mm -hmm. system is wired to respond, you know, to protect us, but also our coping mechanisms are very hardwired. Um, we've uh, we've spoken on so many different talks on our Collective View page mm -hmm. with so many wonderful guests about the fact that the brain enjoys things that are predictable. Yes. And we like we, patterns. <laughs> we do. We do. Even, even those that say they, you know, live on the spur of the moment, the reality is our bodies classically need yes. set patterns. <laughs> right, right. The issue is that we, our brain will go into default mode. And sometimes, you know, again, that's, that's a good thing. We know that because sometimes things are so overwhelming. We almost need that safety net. The concern is when those default modes or those patterns of behavior are maybe not the most functional thing for you to do. Mm -hmm. Maybe it worked before, but certainly amidst a pandemic, many of us may have done things on a regular basis that were okay, but for such a sustained ongoing stressor, mm -hmm. you definitely want to look at how you are managing yourself on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, we really want to look also at, are you taking the time to also even do you have curiosity or even understanding of how your body responds? You, you explain mm -hmm. scientifically so right. beautifully, but, but emotionally too, emotionally. we certainly go through a process. Yes. Yes. So in terms of where I was going with that is if you are somehow able to take a pause and I know everyone is not into meditation or um, necessarily has had that interest in that. I will tell you that from a physiological and from a mental health standpoint, if you can practice something, even if it's just five minutes a day that you are intentionally on purpose, checking in with yourself. Mary, I'm an ER nurse. Five minutes of being still is forever, just so you know. I know. <laughs> and you know what I tell most of my uh, colleagues that are in the e ED? I mm -hmm. say, take it down to three. <laughs> take it down to three. I might be able to handle three. I'm going to try for three, guys. Right. In three minutes, you can actually make an, also an intentional command. Remember that your brain is functioning. It's wired to manage everything. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, it's obviously it's, it's a very important piece of, of ourselves. But the mind is over, is a, the conscious, you mm -hmm. know, the subconscious part of the brain. And you can actually start to train your mind to make an intention, mm -hmm. set an intention for, I'm taking this three-minute pause uh, this is the tone that I would like to set today. I am, or I am right now. I'm being faced with a circumstance that was not expected. This has completely discombobulated my entire day. Mm -hmm. um, but sure. I'm going to actually walk myself through just doing that alongside slowing down your breathing with intention and purpose. Yes, makes a huge difference, Jane. I will tell you um, from that physiological aspect, rest, of course, for the body is always very beneficial to handling any kind of traumas and stress. I mean, certainly you get through what you have to, but make sure your body is having that rest afterwards is mm -hmm. very, very key. And the breathing, there are so many benefits that we get from good, healthy breathing. And you can get that in that three to five minutes that you take if you yes. focus on that. But calming yourself down, thinking about your breathing. It allows your blood flow to be, allow more oxygenation even to those areas that have been tightened up and just allows that constriction to really be more relaxed. And right. 
Two other quick tips um, are uh, shifting your body posture. Mm -hmm. So if now you're going to do that three-minute pause, so now you're breathing, Mm -hmm. right? You are calling upon your mind. You're setting the tone, Mm -hmm. right? You are actually voicing out what you want to happen, and you're going to shift your body. Because as your anxiety level and stress goes up, Mm-hmm. your body contracts naturally. So if you actually drop your shoulders, even if you're like, oh, I can't even believe this, Mary, for real, am I going to do this? Walk yourself through it. Get curious about it because it will make a difference. And the additional tip also is paying attention to that internal dialogue mm-hmm. because your self-talk, what you are saying to yourself in the moment is going to play in really big to this. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there are certainly, you know, we speak about the wise mind, the wise mind in psychology. Mm-hmm. We speak about the fact of that you're going to actually navigate the creative side of your brain mm-hmm. and then also the logical. So you're going to bring those together because the wise mind recognizes that both sides are important. Right. And I think um, just recently we were having a discussion. I think it was a, a podcast from Brene Brown that you had heard in regards to maybe adding, is it for the moment at this moment? I feel like this Um be like this this is horrible we don't say this is horrible this is horrible right now at this moment and right exactly and that really speaks to acknowledging we're not gonna this is not um we are putting out really a lot of encouragement to take care of your total health and wellness but this is not about uh positivity psychology we recognize that unexpected situations mm-hmm. have been going like nonstop for yes. the past over a year and a half mm-hmm. um and you may have already walked into the pandemic with some serious issues that were going on in your life as well. So also acknowledging right now, you know what? I'm not feeling okay. The first, the moment that you do that, you are describing and you are honoring your personal state in that moment Mm -hmm. and then pairing it up with that breathing and all the other things that we just reviewed. That's what starts to make a difference. It does not mean it's a magical wand or that you're instantaneously going to feel relief. But believe me, you are driving something within yourself that will create a momentum and change. Mm -hmm. And we're really talking also about creating a a level of resiliency and buffering for all these events. Right. And again, what you said, that's so true in regards to acknowledging the fact that, you know what, no, it's not everything is happy-go-lucky. We are going to be sad and upset. And it almost, and something which I would love to, because I know you've, you're you much more well-versed on this, is truly we go through these stages of grief. Yes. Um, these stages of grief, um, especially if it is an um, unpleasant, unexpected item that we're going through. And it helps us, I think, even recognizing and knowing these stages mm-hmm. can help us build out and be moving on and forward, working through this to be able to function. Right. So, you know, classically, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross um, came up with the five stages of grief. And one thing that's very important, I mean, as we mm-hmm. go through them, you know, we're talking about denial, mm-hmm. anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Mm-hmm. And what we recognize also is they're not linear. You know, you don't necessarily, someone can go through a very unexpected shock or loss and mm. they might go right straight into bargaining mm. um, or right into a state yeah. of depression mm-hmm. or get stuck in anger. The important thing about when you're going through, and I mean, this is lengthy, so I know that we're going to have a, another uh, specific talk about grief, mm-hmm. but what's important is that you recognize these are all emotional stages. They're human. This is not to pathologize anything. Right. We expect that a, a period of grieving um, can go well over a year. 
time. Mm -hmm. And that process for everyone is is very different. different. There is a sixth stage also of grief that Mm -hmm. was also added by Michael Kessler. And he worked Mm -hmm. very closely with the Kubler-Ross family. And it is about assigning meaning. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people hear that for the first time and it almost creates like a level of irritability, quite frankly, because Mm -hmm. it's like meaning to what What this sucks. This was horrible. But it's a it's not about you liking or thinking that it was fair or that it was great. It's a way for you to shift your perspective and say, this loss was absolutely awful hard. Um, but what am I going to do from this point forward? Because this is not going to change. But what I can do is seek a way to somehow honor what that process was mm-hmm. and how can I assign some level of meaning that maybe is healthy for me to support me to, to move through this. Mm-hmm. Um, again, you're going to navigate yeah. up and down and all around the for sure. stages, Jane. I, it's, you know, it is funny because yeah, when you think about that assigning meaning that I, you know, me personally in the moment, like mm-hmm. he, it really is hard to assign a meaning sometimes to something so tragic, but at the end of the day, that is certainly something I think most people will question why's on a lot of things. Why did this happen? Why is this going on? Why did this happen to me? Mm -hmm. So, but again, it goes back to, I think our ultimate goal is this acceptance of what life is and to live the best of what you have, to live it healthy for your emotions, for your physical well-being, and being able to be just a contribute then to the world in such a fact that is a healthy wise way. Right. And, you know, most certainly alongside that is validation. Mm -hmm. Just validate the fact that this is happening. Mm -hmm. Uh, The more we try to push things away, the more heavy they will come over you like a tsunami. So Mm -hmm. um, I think uh, acknowledging, validating and working on that acceptance is definitely part of this process to to build a resiliency. Mm -hmm. Um, Unexpected is not on our agenda, but sometimes yeah. it again, happens. <laughs> I, I want to point out that unexpected can truly be joyful. We've had a lot of unpleasant things in the past 18 months, quite honestly, for a lot of people, but unexpected could be like someone got a nice, happy promotion, right? Something, um, somebody got pregnant and they weren't expected and they are happy about it. Um, you know, they want a trip somewhere, although travel, we can't talk about yet. <laughs> That's coming up. But right. you, you know what I mean? But some kind of good windfall for you. Um, you know, Either way, you're still going to have this kind of response, quite honestly, is just going to be different. So anything that we have these unexpected moments, because we really kind of focus on the heavy grieving part, but they can be positive. You're physiologically still going to have the same type of response and excitement, and you're still going to have to care for yourself. Even like your adrenaline is up and it's a good thing. You still need to take the time, as Mary said, in regards to the three to five minutes, work with your breathing, Mm -hmm. getting good rest, um, yeah. I have to throw in, you have to eat right too <laughs> and oh. stay hydrated throughout all this stuff. Yes. There's a, we'll, we'll eventually be having a, a gut health talk because mm-hmm. we're covering yes. all aspects of health. And we know that there's a lot of research is coming out as well as in terms of how um, maintaining our glucose, blood glucose levels and all those nutrients in balance has impact on anxiety, on stress, on depression and all of these uh, moods. And also just to comment, from the mental health standpoint, even if it's a good unexpected um, news break that you've received in your family, it can still cause anxiety and stress. <laughs> yes, it can. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah. 
Nice. Excellent. Well, I think we covered a lot of really great information for people. We have this little tradition at the collective view called rapid fires. If any of you guys have watched us on Instagram on our lives, um, usually to our guests, we throw out a couple of questions that are fun and lighthearted. Um, so Mary, I'm going to ask you just one, (laughs) you know what? She didn't even give me the script for this. I just want you to know that this is like a live for real talk. Go for it, Jane. (laughs) I do want to know what song for you, energizes you and lifts you up in these moments that can be heavy or even exciting. Okay. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you it's a classic for me always when it is a hard moment where I'm like, gosh, I just need that energy and, and I need something to give me that momentum and motivation to get going. Chariots of fire. <laughs> I love it. I can even visualize just the whole process. And I'm like, it, it's like the, the, the beat. The beat gets yep. me. I'm like, come on, Mary. Come on. Don't you give up now. How about you, Jane? Um, I really do love uh, Matthew Wilder's Ain't Nothing Gonna Break My Stride. <laughs> and there, gonna hold me down. <laughs> exactly. And there you just captured a little bit about our personalities. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Well, thank you all for listening. Um, We look forward to having you join us um, in addition in the future for other great, exciting talks. Yes. And we are here. This is The Collective View, and we are all about total health and wellness. Thank you so much for listening. Mm